And if you do not have the mindset of I'm willing to learn, I'm open to learn, and I want to learn my partner so that I can be the best partner for them, then get out because you do not want a healthy relationship because you are not healthy. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I am your host, Monica Yates, the period whisperer, a trauma healer, and an embodiment coach for both men and women. Well, obviously, periods just for women. I am a double Sagittarius, a rising Gemini, an Enneagram 8, and a generator. I know, it's a lot. I'm here for it. I help women to get into their magnetic as fuck feminine energy and for men to feel ecstasy and intimacy. In these episodes, I love to talk about things that people are thinking but too afraid to say, as well as educating you on everything that I know in this brain, body, and soul of mine. You can find all the ways to work with me on my website. And with that, let's jump into today's episode. I know you guys need this episode. And I know a lot of you need help when it comes to like, okay, I feel like I have to be fucking perfect in order to have my dream relationship. And FYI, you can either be, you can already be in a relationship, but still want the relationship to get better. So this episode is for you is whether you, for whether you are dating, single, in a relationship, just gotten into one, in a long-term one, it doesn't matter where you are in the relationship. This is going to be a great episode to listen to. And what I love about what I'm going to bring up is that in a lot of the personal development world, it is really um, like, what's, how do we phrase, how do I phrase it? Like, I feel like we are made to think that we have to be perfect in order to have a sexy, healthy relationship. Instead of just knowing like a few things and allowing ourselves to be human. So what I'm going to do in today's episode is kind of call bullshit to a lot of things and then also input with what you actually need to know, do, be, behave like, and embody to have the relationship of your dreams, okay? And what I am also going to talk about in this episode you definitely can translate it also to like working relationships, friendships, X, Y, Z, family relationships. I'm going to obviously talk about romantic relationships for the context of this episode, but I do want to let you guys know that a lot of the lessons in here and like the concepts really can be translated across many different facets of life. Okay. First thing I want to say, if you have not bought your ticket to my Australia event, what are you waiting for? I'm very excited to do this and I will not be doing another Australia event at least any time in the near future because it is quite the hike for us to get to, obviously. And I just have to take, obviously, just way too much time off my client, like out of my clients and everything. So it's not really feasible. Um, but I know that you guys have been wanting me to do one for like four years. So it is finally here, not to be missed. Wherever you are in Australia, just travel to Melbourne for the weekend and have the weekend of your life. You will thank me later is all I'm going to say. Okay, let's jump into the episode. So I want to start off with this topic, codependency. Are you allowed to be codependent? Is codependency wrong? Codependency is wrong. You shouldn't be codependent. You shouldn't need him. You should just want him. What need her, just want her. Let's dive into it. As humans we need connection. We are codependent creatures. We depend on each other for survival. Since the day of our birth, we have been codependent. We have been codependent with our parents for survival, and then we become codependent with any other figures in our life that helped us become the adults that we are today. And then you get into a relationship 
And you, and I'm going to go into this, FYI, everybody, you become codependent on the person that you are in a relationship with. Now, where codependency is wrong as an adult, I really want to preface that as an adult. And the reason why I want to preface this is because as a child, your safety is about codependency. You have, there is no other option for you as a child than to be codependent. Even as a teenager, really until you can survive on your own, you are going to be codependent and there is nothing wrong with that. And there is nothing you need to change about that. Nothing you need to fix X, Y, and Z. Okay. Now you can be codependent towards things other than people, which we will talk about in a second. Now that I thought of that, I'm going to write that down. Hold on a second. I got to move on my fucking sound pads. Hold on. So when it comes to codependency in a relationship and just generally speaking, what I want you guys to actually understand and kind of hone into is that you don't want to be codependent in that you only feel enough loved, successful, safe, supported, validated, liked, whatever, when you are with that person in a relationship with that person. What actually happens when people are saying that like codependency is wrong is what they're actually meaning is a dependency on feeling enough love, validated, successful, whatever, by a certain person is unhealthy. I don't even like using the word unhealthy because a lot of the time, in fact, most of the time, it's done unconsciously and from a trauma response. And so I don't want any of you feeling shame about yourself if you're in this boat and thinking there's something wrong with you and that you're unhealthy because whilst, yes, we want to fix this, you are not like a broken case and a terrible human is basically what I want to say. Okay. Um, so when it comes to codependency in a relationship, separate to like wanting to be liked X, Y, and Z, what we want to make sure that we're aware of is that we are not relying on the other person for a sense of safety or a sense of um, like, I will literally die if I do not have you. Now I want to preface, we, me and my pop, like me and my boyfriend will say this to each other, all the time. Like I would fucking die if I didn't have you. Like I start crying when he starts making jokes about the afterlife and like, well, like, you know, our humanness is going to disappear because that's, you know, that's not a thing. In the, and I just like, can't, I just start crying. He just likes to do it just to wind me up anyway. So when I'm saying to him, for example, I literally cannot live without you. Or when he's saying to me, I literally cannot live without you. Like I'll talk about from my experience, my, my, um, interpret, like my, point of view, because obviously I'm like him. I can survive without him, right? And the intense amount of love that we have for each other does mean that the pain would be somewhat life-threatening if, you know, something was to happen to him. That will never happen though. Please don't, I literally can't even think of that. My God, my stomach churns. Anyway, point being is that what, when people are saying, when generally speaking, when people are saying, I can't live without you, It's actually not from a conscious perspective of I can live without you for love, for validation, for success, like all those things. It's just that my love is so intense. You like that is the kind of love that I want all of you to have where you feel like you can't live without that person. I want you all to have that. What I don't want you guys to have is what I don't want is for you to feel like without this person, you will not feel loved, 
successful, enough, validated, smart, wanted, insert other things. That is unhealthy codependency where you are dependent on the other person making you feel a certain way or telling you a certain thing or validating you in a certain way. That is what we are referring to when, you know, people are saying, or what they should be referring to anyway, what I'm referring to when we're talking about, you don't want to be codependent. Okay. Cause the reality is that when you find your person, you are going to be fucking codependent and that's just the reality of it. And that is okay. It is a life altering, like change, like world changing, holy crap thing when you're with that person. And I'll do another episode on like changes through life. And so you will feel in different moments, like little hints of codependency come up and that's okay as long as you can pull yourself back in, which I'll talk about in a second. So when we are dependent on somebody for our emotional needs being met or our mental or physical or any of our needs being met, that's where we trip up. And this comes from childhood and from even teenage as well. Someone actually made a really good point in one of the question boxes that I left a couple of weeks ago on my Instagram story. Always make sure you're checking my Instagram story, guys, because I occasionally do that and I want to be able to like, you know, answer questions for you all. Um, of like, what about fucking trauma in your teenage years? And like, what about school trauma? I'm like, that's a fucking thing. School trauma is a thing. So, you know, codependency or in your need for emotional dependency on another person might not just be from childhood. It might not be from childhood at all. It could be from your teenage years. It doesn't matter when it's from. The bottom line is a need that you know, when you need something that can only be given to you by another person, especially by your partner or by your boss or by a best friend, that is a dependency that we don't want. And the reason why that we don't want that is because we are outsourcing our sense of self-validation and self-confidence and self-trust. We are outsourcing it which we don't want to do because then what happens is we don't then feel like we trust ourselves. We don't validate ourselves. We don't feel enough for ourselves. And we stay in this cycle of only feeling enough validated, smart, X, Y, and Z when somebody else tells us so. And that is a problem because you obviously, for obvious reasons, like you don't want to feel that way. I want you feeling like I don't need anybody else to tell me I'm enough. I, of course I'm a fucking enough. They can either want me or not. Like it's, it's, that's where all these things of like the rejection comes up in dating, the anxiety comes up in dating, the avoidance comes up in dating because it's all links to these deeper things and it shows up in more surface level ways. So if you are really anxious when it comes to dating or the beginning of the relationship that you're in, for example, you know, I can guarantee you there is something beneath the surface where it's a fear of rejection or not being loved or being too much or being invalidated or being shamed or being judged or whatever it is or being compared to or being cheated on. And that all comes from a past experience. And what's really important to understand is that like, if you don't heal these past experiences, they keep coming into your future relationships. Even if that future person isn't Brad, right? From the past, you are going to bring that fear because it's part of you and like your psyche and your beliefs and, and the way that you act and feel and think and it's your trauma. It's in your body. 
You're going to bring that into your future relationships, even if the new person has never fucking cheated or even thought about it with anybody else. It could be their first relationship. So they haven't done anything wrong by anybody before. You will still bring it in because it's in your body. And that is why when I say to you guys, like when you heal your trauma, you're not just helping yourself. You're helping others. I fucking mean it because when you heal your trauma, you help your partner so they're not feeling like they're walking on eggshells all the time or so that they're not feeling, you know, stressed that they're going to upset you or trigger you all the time because you shouldn't be putting that on your partner. Like there are certain things where it's your partner's, you know, responsibility to change a few things or to meet your needs or to help you feel a certain way. I get that. Like, yes, a hundred percent. Like partnership is about two people working together as a team and you do have to change and shift and alter a little bit. But if you are feeling like if if your partner is feeling like he or she has to walk around on eggshells in order to not trigger you or upset you or, you know, uh, like throw your whole day off, that's a problem and it's your responsibility. And it's so beautiful when you heal this because you not only free yourself, you free your partner and you free the relationship. So it actually can be as good as you want it to be. Because I know that you want your relationship to be fucking amazing. And it's actually your responsibility to make that relationship fucking amazing. Just like it's your partner's responsibility to make it amazing. It's your responsibility to make it amazing. Okay. Like you both need to have input on it. You both need to do work, of course, but It's your responsibility and it feels good when you know that you are showing up as a, as like 100% you and that you are showing up fully secure, fully healed, no projection. You can be in a response mode rather than a react mode. They're all really important things that are going to help you to not feel codependent. Friends, I am so excited to finally be able to share with you the location at the next event. It is in Australia. It is in Melbourne uh, next year, May 26, 27, 28. So block those dates out of your calendar. Tell your employer if you need to. And if you haven't bought your tickets, then you absolutely need to make sure that you buy your tickets because they are only available for the pre-sale price until November 11th. And then they will close. They may even sell out before. Obviously, this is an ad, so... I don't know what's happening at this time because they haven't gone on sale. Well, um, so yeah, all the details for the event, what's included, the testimonials from the previous rounds, testimonial video, the testimonial, um, like actual visual testimonials and the promo video and everything else can be found on the website page. Click the link below. If you have any questions, let me know, but let me just tell you this event is not to be missed. Three days of intense and amazing transformative somatic healing work, trauma release, energetic upgrading, fucking recoding that body of yours, getting super into your feminine energy, your sensuality, finally feeling confident. You guys know the drill, doing all the things it's going to happen in the three days. And I'm so excited for you to be joining. So let me write this down to like some real situations, like for you guys, even in my life. Okay. So for example, there are times when I, my brain will want to start nitpicking or like finding a problem when there is no problem, not in our relationship in like something that my boyfriend's doing. Right. And I'll catch it. And because I am not codependent and because I'm so self-aware, I will be able to just pause for a second and figure out exactly what is going on in my body, exactly what I'm feeling, what's happened in the day, what's coming up in the day. And I will be able to fix the problem, the feeling and the emotion that is coming up without him even knowing. 
Okay. So like for me, for example, I turn into a bit of a grumpy bum when I'm really tired. Always have been since I was a kid. Just like I'm pretty sure most people do anyway. Just don't love it. Don't like being tired. Don't operate as my best self. Same with like being hungover or drinking. I just, I don't like it, especially after not drinking for so long. Oh my God. I wish you guys could see butter. He's squeezed his head outside the window so that he can watch the street. I cannot. So what then happens is um, if I am tired or something like that, I will know exactly what I'm needing to fill my own cup up. Or even a better example, if I'm just feeling a little bit like, like I just like fucking can't right now. You know, it's moments where you're just like, I just can't. Like I need a fucking break. I need everyone to fuck off around me. I want to be alone for a whole month. Like leave me alone, whatever. I have those moments and uh, yeah, I have no problem being alone. I love my alone time. And I, anyway, I love being social, but fuck me dead. Do I love being alone? So it just helps me to really come back to myself, especially because I'm like running a business. Everyone fucking needs me all the time. I've got clients all day, like all that kind of stuff. There's just always shit going on. I really like just being, it being silent and me being alone and having nobody around me. So when I'm feeling that, which obviously happens being in a relationship and what's really important to know is like, well, when you're in a relationship, you can't tell the other person to fuck off all the time. I can't just say, pack your bags, go away for a week and then come back. That's not the reality. So when those moments come up, I know because I am not codependent, I know that it's a me thing and I know what I need to do in order for me to be feeling good and in alignment with myself. And when you're codependent, what happens, and in like a bad way that is, so when you're dependent on somebody else, what happens is all of these like "Mm," feelings I'd be feeling, it'd be their fault. It'd be their fault and it would be their job to fix it because you have become emotionally dependent on them and you've become dependent on them fixing your emotional state. Can you see how that's a problem? And a lot of people, I would say 80% of the population, let's just say, do this as a random number pulled out of my ass, do this very, very, very unconsciously. They let their partner influence their energy and then they make it their partner's responsibility to fix it problem. Now, when you then do a lot of trauma healing work and get really into your body, what happens is you can identify feelings, emotions, energies very quickly because there isn't trauma and avoidance or anxiety or anything like that, or people pleasing, fawning, whatever it is, nothing blocking your ability to identify the state that you are in. That is, in my opinion, the definition of freedom. Obviously, there's many definitions of freedom, depending on what you're talking about. But when we're talking about this topic, ultimate freedom is being able to self-identify the exact thing that you need and the exact thing that you're feeling and being able to give it and fix it yourself and not feel like, oh, I have to wait for somebody else to fix it. Not give your power away. Because if you give your power away, then you are relying and waiting for the other person to fix it. So you stay in a state of unknown and stress and anxiety until the other person fixes it. How much fucking time and energy does that waste? A lot. So on the flip side, healthy emotional quote unquote dependency, let's say like not dependency isn't the word, I would say healthy emotional attachment 
would be that you want to be connected to your partner. And when you are feeling disconnected from your partner, that's only going to be fixed by you guys becoming connected again. Now, side note, you could be feeling disconnected from your partner. And even if you guys tried to connect, you still can't connect. That is a you thing. That is a you thing that you have to fix alone. So when couples come to me and they say, Monica, like I do occasionally do couples work. Monica, can we do like couples work with you? Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no. The reason why is that it's very often never an issue together. It's an issue separately. Because if both of you were in your fullest self separately, there would really be issues when you come together because you are so self-aware as independent people. And it's without going too far into it, the the interaction between two full people, I'm just going to say full for just to give it a short, the interaction between two full people coming together is a completely different interaction between two people stuck in any kind of trauma trying to come together. Why? Those people that are stuck in trauma trying to come together cannot communicate properly, cannot understand each other in, in tiffs and in situations. They are dependent on each other. They, you know, one or both of them is always feeling like the other person um, is the one responsible for their happiness. Like there is so many things tied into that that makes it hard and no amount of couples work is going to fix that because it is an individual issue for the two of you. That's why with couples therapy, it's great when the two of you are very self-aware and have done the work on yourself, but all that couples therapy should be is literally helping. It's literally like mediation. It's that's what couple couples therapy that's actually going to help a couple. It's going to be mediation. And like when I've done that, as in like when I've done couples work, it's always been the two of you have to do work separately and then you can come together. Those sessions together is about connection exercises and it's about communication exercises I do with them. That's all it is. And it helps to bring them closer together. They're never getting frustrated at each other. It's bringing closeness together. But the reason why so much couple therapy doesn't fucking work or it still still ends in divorce is because those two individuals have not done the work on themselves. Now, what's really important to understand is that if you are trying to attract in a healthy relationship, if you if you are trying to to call in a healthy relationship or change your relationship so that it gets healthier, no, the first the first one, scrap 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 the second one. I'll do that one in a second. If you can, obviously life isn't perfect and you know you have no control over like the timing of things. And you have to trust that like the time that you meet your partner is exactly the right time, like your absolute person. If you can, if you were to choose the most ideal timing to meet your person, it would be when you both have done work on yourself. You are the fullest, happiest version of yourself alone. You are super self-aware and you actually have the space, time, dedication, and energy that to give to a relationship. That would be the best time. The reason why I say this is because like for me and my boyfriend, we both met at a time where I'm like, thank fucking God I didn't meet you any earlier, right? And he's also like, thank fucking God I didn't meet you any earlier. We didn't want to wait anymore. It wasn't that. Like I was ready, right? He was ready. He was ready years prior to me, but he had to do more work on himself and do more self-reflection and whatever to really be ready, right? It's funny when you think you're ready and you're actually fucking not. Um, so without going into his personal life, like at the time that we met, it was the most perfect time for him. Like a week earlier wouldn't even even worked, right? 
And for me, it was like pretty much the same thing. What's important to understand is that why this is really important is because for a lot of people, they will meet their person, but they haven't found themselves first. So what happens is they struggle to stay super healthy in their engagement and interaction with their partner because they don't actually know who they want to be. They're working themselves out in a relationship. Good luck. You cannot work, I mean, not you cannot, but like it is so much harder. You, you can, but it is a lot harder. You need a fucking game plan from me. It is a lot harder to find yourself in a relationship than find yourself outside of one. So for we're going to talk about me because like I'm not talking for him. For me, I fully found myself before I got into this relationship. And what that meant is that I knew exactly what was a yes and no for me. I knew what was going to work, what was not going to work. There was no people pleasing. There was no boundary crossing for me because uh, I knew what I wanted and I knew who I am. I was, I have fucking changed a damn fucking thing. He's had to change, <laughs> right? As in he's had to adapt. Okay. Like I have not changed a single thing about me because I got so crystal clear on what it was for me. And and actually in doing that, I will say I've really helped him in being able to get more clear on who he is, like permission granted, if that makes sense, because I gave myself so much permission. And um, I will say, let's for, for like, hold on, let me finish this. So I gave my I gave myself so much permission to be who I was so that I stayed in that going into this relationship because I've been that version of myself for a long time. I stayed in that going into this relationship and I haven't changed. For a lot of people, they will change in a relationship in a unhealthy way, not for the better. Now, if you are already in a relationship though, and you're like, okay, well, I need to find myself in a relationship or I need the relationship to, you know, like shit, I can't, like, we're not coming together at the right time. We came together at the wrong time. And I know this because we clash heads. We haven't found ourselves like there's insecurities, X, Y, and Z. If there is one of you that has really, really, really found themselves, that will create space for the other person to find themselves. You will be able to know how to say no go and do you, go and have you time. We need space, all those kind of things. Like we need time to just go and do our own things because you are the one kind of directing that part of the relationship, if that makes sense. So that was kind of me, right? Like me coming into this relationship, for example, it gave him a lot of permission to really, he already knew who he was, but to really own who he was, if that makes sense, because I did so much. So if one of you can do that, it's either going to bring up that other person to do the same, or you're going to realize the two of you aren't compatible anymore. And that is the bummer side, like the bum thing, like the, the bummer, like the shit thing that happens when the two of you, sometimes, not all the time, obviously, the two of you come together, right person, wrong time, is that what can happen, obviously not always, right, duh, is that one of you grows and you change into the fullest version of yourself. And the other person no longer is in love with that version of you, that new version of you, because they fell in love with the version of you they met five years ago that was, I don't know, I'm just going to say a tomboy, right? And now you're like this glitz and glamour girl. This is like, that's like the terrible example, right? I was trying to paint a very clear picture of like, you are a different person is what it seems like. To him, it seems like you're a different person. 
or to you, it seems like he is a different person, whatever, however the dynamic is right now. Okay. Whatever situation you're in, it seems like you're a different person to him, but in actual fact, you've come home to yourself. Then what becomes hard is that if he's not rising or if she's not rising or whichever way it is, if he's not rising as well, it's no longer going to work because one of you is up here, one of you is down here. Neither of you is wrong. Neither of you is right. You're just on different paths. So I don't know where I was going with that tangent, but all I was saying was like to sum it up is like, it is important if you are not already in a relationship and you are single or you are dating or you're going into a new relationship, please do this work on yourself to heal yourself from trauma so that you can fully know who you are. Because if you bring a pile of trauma into that relationship, that gets stuck in the relationship. And of course it can be removed and it can be unwound and all that kind of stuff. But you got to remember that trauma creates fights. It creates distance. It creates resentment. It creates a lack of boundaries, causing resentment. It causes people pleasing. It causes unsafety. It can manifest in all these different ways. Okay. Which can then hurt a relationship long-term. That's why it's so good to be aware of each other and to most importantly, be aware of yourself to avoid unnecessary fights, tiffs, resentment, people pleasing, all those kind of things that can be heavily, heavily avoided by you having great self-awareness and not being traumatized still by your trauma. Okay, hold on. Just having a sip of my green tea. Okay, so wrapping up with the codependency. We're all codependent to an extent. That is fine. Good codependency is wanting to be around them, loving them so much, wanting their input on things, their opinion on things, but not needing it. And you really can hold yourself. Like if you guys have a fight, you're not like your whole world's crashing down. Oh my God, you're thinking the worst thoughts about yourself. You are like your mind is staying on the topic of the argument. Okay. You aren't going into this self-destructive pattern. You're staying on the topic of the argument. If your mind does not stay on the topic of the argument, but instead your mind takes you into this full spiral of self-pity, self-shame, self-whatever trauma flashbacks, that's not good. It can be fixed. Not good. I want you guys to be aware that's not good. When I'm having an argument, I am fully focused on the argument. Someone could tell me you're a fucking bitch, Monica, and it, I would not even think about that. Like it wouldn't cross my mind later. I wouldn't go into a self-destructive spiral of thinking, oh my God, what if no one likes me? What if he doesn't like me? What if he's going to reject me? Blah, 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 because I'm like, it's not going to happen. That comes from deeply trusting yourself, deeply knowing yourself, being able to hold yourself and feeling very, very safe in a relationship where you know he would never leave, even if you guys got into a bad fight or she would never leave, even if you got into a bad fight. That's healed. That's that. Sorry, that's that's able to be felt when you heal your abandonment wound and your rejection wound, okay? Okay, on the note of safety in a relationship, I had a fucking brain fart. On the note of safety in a relationship, I'm gonna have to go soon. What are some things that are really important to you that is going to make you feel safe in your relationship? One of the most important green flags for a healthy relationship is consistency. You providing consistency, them providing consistency. If the two of you cannot be consistent with each other, why are we here? Consistency in texting, consistency in love, in touch, in sex, in intimacy, in 
conversations, in reflect, whatever it is. Consistency is so important as a green flag. If you are dating and the person that you are talking to or in dating or dating at all, whatever, I don't know how you say it these days, half the time, if they are not consistent, that is okay, not for you. Two reasons why they're not consistent. One, they don't like you enough, hard truth. Two, they're not consistent because they are not in the space in their life yet to have the time in dedicating and investing in a relationship. Hard truth, you want to know it. If you want a relationship and they do not have the time, the space, and they do not want one, goodbye. Even if they say they want one, that's great. You want one, great. Do you have the time for one? No. Two different things. Two completely different things. Ladies, I urge you to ensure that you are on the wait list for the embodiment of dating. It's about to open or it is already open. And I'm making the VIP option open as well. The details are all on the website. I'll be posting about it on Instagram. Click the link below so you can get it. I won't go into like a full thing right now, but let me just tell you that like the embodiment of dating was fucking amazing last time. Cannot wait to reopen it again. The VIP option was fucking amazing as well. We had so many beautiful women getting into these fantastic, healthy relationships and, and, or they were already in like a dating situation with someone and it's, they were fully claimed, landed, secure relationship. They're now like locked and loaded or relationships were healed, repolarized, fully understood. Even if you are already in a relationship, the embodiment of dating is hundred percent for you, especially the VIP option. And especially because it's now, now it has a one-on-one um, in the VIP option as well, which I just think is the beautiful, like added touch, right? We all need some one-on-one support, healing whatever we need to heal. That's the embodiment of dating VIP details below. Okay. Jumping back to it. So consistency is very, very, very important to be looking at as a marker of, will this be a healthy relationship? And does this person, is this person the kind of person that is aligned with me and what I want? And ladies, I'm hoping you want consistency. And men, I'm hoping that you want consistency because consistency is just simply somebody that wants to invest their time with you. And that is a good indicator of whether they actually like you, okay? Another thing that I also want to mention with a good like marker of is this a healthy relationship is when you guys get into tiffs, are they trying to understand you and are you trying to understand them? If you're just trying to prove your point, and you are not trying to also hear their side of the argument, your mind is not open. You're not aware that he or she could be having a completely different interpretation and experience in the exact same moment than you, and you're not open to learning. And the hard truth about relationships is that, boy, oh boy, are you learning in them. Every day you are learning. I learned today something. Every day you are learning in your relationship. And if you do not have the mindset of I'm willing to learn, I'm open to learn, and I want to learn my partner so that I can be the best partner for them, then get out because you do not want a healthy relationship because you are not healthy. Well, please ensure that when you are in a tiff, it is how can I learn? How can I understand this person? Try to understand them. And going back to codependency, What can happen is that for you and maybe your partner, there can be a codependency towards other things that are not related to people that are affecting your relationship. That is important to also be aware of because they will affect your relationship, like I just said. So you people can be codependent towards substances like drugs, alcohol, smoking, food, whatever it is. 
if you are dependent on something else to make you feel a certain way in an unconscious way, that is going to leak into your relation, leak into your relationship. I'm just going to use a basic example. If you are dependent on a glass of wine of an evening, winding you down so that you can be present with your partner, that is a problem. Why? Because what's going to happen in the situation where you're pregnant and you can't drink or you're, I don't know, on antibiotics or something and you can't drink and you get into a tiff or you're working all day and it's a stressful work week and you don't know how to calm yourself down. Problem. Another example, if you are reliant on exercise to make you feel sexy and enough, what's going to happen if you were to, I don't know, get into an accident and you couldn't exercise for six months? You would then go down depressed hole of I'm not enough, I'm not toned, I'm not this, I'm not sexy. How do you think that would affect your relationship? Even if something like exercise is healthy, if you are dependent on something making you feel a certain way, you are not in control of your own emotions. This is where nervous system regulation is everything. Because when you are not in control of your emotions, that is actually a trauma response going off in your body. And you are being triggered by something in that moment that has not been healed. Okay, I know that there are plenty of you that suck at drawing boundaries and are maybe possibly a bit of a people pleaser. If you know you are one of those people, you need to get my Boundaries Masterclass. There is a part one, there is a part two. It is combined, so you get both of them now. Previously, we split them, now they're combined. And it is just so much bang for your buck. Like in part two, it's a fantastic Q&A, which a lot of you guys are going to relate to and find really helpful and specific examples and how to navigate them and actually draw the boundary and then hold the boundary. And then part one is not only like what a boundary is and just like, oh yeah, like say this. It's actually about how to embody the boundary. It's way past just knowing what a boundary is. We go through those things. It's past that. It is the deepest level of living out your boundaries. And this is going to help you to embody your self-worth. So if you find that you know you should, you know, not date that kind of guy or not do this kind of thing, but you somehow are still doing it, you suck at boundaries with yourself and you are not embodying your self-worth. And this masterclass is going to help you. So if you don't already have it, the link is below for you to grab it. Do not wait and let me know how you go with it. So I can have a full-blown meltdown and still be not like, I'm not like triggered or in like a trauma response or X, Y, and Z because when I'm having a meltdown, it's like, oh, this emotion's coming up and I need to have a full-blown meltdown. And it is a conscious choice and awareness throughout the whole process to have the meltdown and let the emotion out, for example. That is not you being out of control of your emotions. The you being out of your out of control of your emotions is when the emotions are coming up and you don't know how to control them. You don't know how to be like, I need to remove myself right now and go do X, Y, and Z. You projectile vomit them onto a person, place, place, situation, whatever the whatever you're in. That is not good. 
And that will happen in relationships when you are dependent on even things that aren't people in making you feel a certain way. Because what if you don't have that? What if you don't get to exercise that day because you're traveling and then the whole day gets fucking thrown because you have a bloody spiral because you don't feel sexy that day because you haven't exercised your ass off. Anything in extreme is bad. We know that. And anything that you are dependent on to make you feel a certain way unconsciously is also bad. So of course, exercise makes me feel great in my body. It makes me feel great about myself and I love doing it every day. And if I haven't exercised in a fucking week, I'm going to feel a little bit like, eh. But if I could not exercise, when on a holiday, for example, I and, and I was feeling a little bit like, mm, about, let's say I was feeling a bit bloated and I just like wanted to go and like move my body and exercise. I have the nervous system ability and control to not blow that into a whole spiral. But a lot of people don't, and maybe you don't. And that is something that I want you to know, like doesn't need that. You don't have to always live that way because that isn't a freeing way to live. That's like you're in your own emotional jail all the time. And what's most important to understand is that does get projected. It gets projected onto your kids. It gets projected onto your partner. It gets projected onto your boss. It gets projected onto the people in a situation. And so this is why when you do like any work on yourself, for example, before you have kids, it prevents your experience of motherhood going fucking terribly wrong. It also helps to keep your relationship peaceful during that time. And it helps your children to also not have that trauma trauma or emotional response or dependency or whatever you want to call it, story, belief, programming, put onto them. That's what's really important to understand. Ancestral trauma happens when nobody breaks it. Ancestral trauma happens because it gets passed down by mother to child or son or like father to child, whatever it is over and over and over again. And you listening right now have the opportunity to break that not only for yourself, not only for your relationships, but also for your children or your future children. How amazing is that? How fucking amazing is that? And the freedom that comes with no longer having this dependency on other people to make you feel a certain way is unexplainable. Like I love that I, you know, can be in a relationship and this isn't about my relationship. This is about me. I love that I can be in a relationship and I can be feeling like, okay, I need X, Y, and Z, organize it, get it done. Like I need a night by myself or I need to go for a really long walk with silence for three hours, whatever it is. Or I need to just like hibernate in my office and read all evening and I don't want to talk to anybody. Most people don't know those things about themselves and what they need. And most importantly, they would never give themselves permission to do it. And then you you tie that, they never would give themselves permission to do it, tie that to people pleasing. And like, you can understand what's happening here. I did do a really good episode or maybe it's coming up. No, I think you've already had it um, on the disease of people pleasing. It might be coming up or you might've already already had it, but if it's already here, check it out. If it's not, it's coming up. You'll definitely want to listen to that. Okay. Okay. The next thing that I want to mention kind of on this topic is of attracting in a healthy relationship. And I've already kind of said this is I really want you guys to understand, and I'm going to do an episode coming up on dating apps. Um, and it will have like some dating advice in there as well, but obviously the best dating advice and the embodiment advice is in the embodiment of dating. And especially in the VIP section, um, I'm actually going to be adding in 
um, some extra like quote unquote modules that will be voice messages and possibly videos. I haven't decided on that. Um, in the Telegram group, if you're in embodiment of the embodiment of dating VIP, so you will get that. Maybe it'll even turn to a whole portal in Kajabi. Who knows? But just an FYI that you do get a lot more in the VIP. Not only can you ask me all of your questions whenever you need them as much as you want, you'll also get extra teachings. So if you're wanting a relationship. You need to be honest with where you are at in your life. Do you have the space, time, emotional capacity, X, Y, and Z for a committed relationship? Can you own that? And then can you disengage with people that don't want that? That's a really, really hard thing to do is to have that boundary with yourself of not engaging with people that don't want the relationship um, or aren't in a space in their life where they want a relationship, but if you are serious about having a healthy relationship with someone, you want to be with someone that has a self-awareness to know whether they have the space in their life for a relationship or not. Like it's pretty fucking simple. But the most important thing is that you have to be honest with yourself. Most people are just really not honest with themselves. They're not honest with like the trauma that they had. They're not honest with the mindset that they had. They're not honest with their victimhood. They're not honest with their fucking health issues. They think it's bloody normal. It's not normal. They're not honest with the kind of person they want to be with. They're not honest. I mean, I remember at one point when I was dating, I convinced myself that maybe I didn't need to be with someone that skied. Yeah. The silence was there for a reason. I mean... That lasted for maybe like a month. And then I was like, what the fuck? And all I can say is thank the Lord Jesus Christ that I am with somebody that is obsessed with skiing, obsessed with skiing just as much as I am and can ski the intense terrain that I do because I could not be with someone that couldn't because I would be missing out on a huge important part of my life. And it would make me sad to, you know, not be having like family ski holidays all the time because one of us didn't care as much, you know, or like it'd be sad if, you know, I had to fucking do blue runs with him when I want to be doing the double blacks, EX, like chance of death ones. <laughs> like that's where we're at. Right. So even if you were just to like identify one thing that you absolutely know your need, you need, I mean, it's big in this personal development world to even identify one thing that you need, because I feel like sometimes it's looked down upon for you to be like, Oh, I actually will. I actually only want to be with a guy taller than me, or I actually only want to be with a guy that knows how to ski really well. Or I only want to be with a guy that I don't know, X, Y, and Z. Now, some of these things you have to think more carefully about them, right? Like the height thing or the money thing, or, or, you know, like I want to be with a guy that You know, I would have loved to be with a guy that could speak two languages because I really want my children to be bilingual, you know, and now we're going to work on the trilingual thing because he can kind of speak Spanish and I'm learning French. I'm not very good at it yet, but we're getting there. So, so, you know, if you were to really think about the things that you think you want and then think harder about them all. Because there are a lot of things where it's like, I would like that, but I don't need it. Um, And and I'm going to go through that with you guys on another episode in, in Embodiment of Dating VIP, but Nonetheless, is it's really important to get honest with yourself of what you actually want in your relationship and the kind of communication and interactions that you want in your relationship. Okay. The other thing also with like attracting a healthy relationship, being in a healthy relationship and being in a state where you are not dependent on the other person to make you feel a certain way um, is to really know when you are projecting something onto the other person when you're not, and then when they're projecting onto you and when they're not. Because it can be really tough to look at like, where do I need to take responsibility for this situation? 
oh, where do, you, where do I need to take responsibility for this like argument? Like even this morning, so I fed the dogs. He, we, we take turns feeding the dogs. Like we don't have like a strict like he feeds, she feeds. I mean, we probably should, to be honest, gender role is really important in terms of like saving situations like this morning. Um, so maybe I'm actually going to bring that to him tonight. Lol. Um, of like, we need to decide who was doing the dog feeding and it's going to be him. So, because otherwise it gets confusing. So he was already in work, in a flow, in his office. And I was like, I'll just feed the dogs. I wanted to like get into a flow, like clean as we hear. I was like, I'm really keen to sit down and bang out a bunch of podcast episodes today. I've got a busy week. I'm opening up these one-off, these one-off, um, one-on-one spaces. I was like, I need to, I really want to bang out a bunch of episodes. My goal is to like finish the whole year of podcasts by like mid-October. That's the goal. And, and even into January, sorry. Um, just so that I'm like really, really ahead because that would just feel super good. Um, anyway, so I just quickly went to feed the dogs and then I went back upstairs to drop my laptop off and whatever in my office. And I don't know, one of his big dogs, like they got into like a, like a bit of a, not like an actual fight, just like had like a bit of a nasty bark or like growl or like, I don't know what you would call it, like a bit of a kind of situation at jelly. And so then of course he got super worried because he's always just concerned, like he's got really big dogs. I have tiny dogs that, you know, one of them's going to attack the other kind of thing. And it was one of those situations where I, we, that we were talking about it and kind of got into a tiff and of like, I had to actually take responsibility. He was like, you could have stood there. Like you always do. You know that you need to stand there and watch them eat or you don't feed them at all. And then I could have fed them, but like you don't feed them and then go upstairs because then this shit happens where fights happen over food. His dogs have gotten into some really bad dog fights before over food. That's why he gets a bit worried about this. My, my, my fucking toy poodles. I don't even know how they could hurt each other anyway. So I had to actually take responsibility for like, I was kind of, you know, rushing and just keen to get into work, like whatever, they're fine. And I didn't, just stand there for five minutes. And that's really hard to take responsibility for yourself sometimes. And it's such a good tool to be able to learn. That self-responsibility comes from deep self-security. Self-responsibility comes from deep self-security. So when I could take responsibility in that moment for like, I should have just slowed down and watched them eat, like, I don't know why I didn't. I've never done that before. Like won't happen again kind of thing. That self-responsibility, that could be taken because I wasn't making that moment mean that I was dumb or not enough or that I'm rejected or that he loves me less. It was just like, don't do it again. That was really fucking stupid. Like the end, moving on, continue on with the day. For a lot of people, that situation would have blown them out for the rest of the day. They would have spiraled the rest of the day. And what's most important is it would have distanced them from their partner because they just couldn't take the self-responsibility, not make it mean anything, learn from it, move on, the end. We all make mistakes as humans. We're all learning as humans. Like, don't worry about it kind of thing. You know what I mean? So... Self-responsibility and knowing when you're projecting, when he's projecting or vice versa, and knowing when you aren't projecting and when you actually are like, no, I'm going to stand in this. This is what I'm feeling. I'm not projecting. I am standing by what I'm fucking saying is a really, really important trait that comes from your nervous system 
being able to not go into a state of panic, stress, fight, flight, numbing out. One of the three. Okay. And then the last thing that I want to say to finish off the episode, because then I really have to go, is some avoidance, some anxiety in a relationship or in dating is normal, especially only when you can self-identify when it's coming up and why you're doing it and then being able to get out of it. Okay. Intense amounts of avoidance or anxiety is not normal. It is because of there is a response in your body that is eliciting in your brain, something bad's going to happen. And trauma is being triggered as though the event is happening again from when it first happened, even when it's not. They could, he could literally not, not be rejecting you, but you're going into a response of I am being rejected back from when your dad rejected you when you were three or back from when your dad made you feel like you weren't loved and he didn't even fucking mean it, but you perceived it that way. It doesn't matter what the situation is. What's important to understand is that the anxiety in dating that people experience day to day is not normal. It is very, very common. It is not normal. And it is a result of us not knowing how to hold ourselves to show up in dating. We do not understand men, most importantly, or we do not understand women. We don't understand the opposite sex. So we are interpreting interpreting everything the incorrect way. We're overthinking things so much. We're being irrational. There's all these other things beneath the surface of the anxiety that comes up with dating. Random moments of nervousness or avoidance or anxiety that you're like, oh, I'm feeling a bit anxious because of this, or I'm feeling a bit nervous because of this. It's normal when it's this tiny pinprick in time and you know why it's happening and it's gone in a flash. That is being human, right? That is being human. I have moments throughout the day where I'm like, a bit nervous or not, I want to say nervous. Like I would have moments when I was dating my boyfriend where I'd be like a little bit nervous about something or I'd feel a bit avoidant and the avoidance would come from an overwhelming day of work. And I was just like, I need to switch off from everybody, but it wasn't even just him. It was everyone. And what I was really needing in that moment was just quiet time. I wasn't needing to avoid. I was needing quiet time. It was a time of like, Hey, I'm turning off my phone. I need an hour of just silence and then I'll turn it back on. And then you can call me kind of thing. Or feeling nervous was when he would fly to New York or I would fly to Atlanta and like we hadn't seen each other for lol, like all of two days, something ridiculous. And I'd be feeling a little bit nervous. I was excited to see him, right? I was nervous of, is he going to, is he going to be on time? Am I going to have to wait? Is the flight going to be delayed? I mean, there was some fucking flight trauma with flying outside of New York all the time or into New York because I mean, flying into New York, the New York airport is just a fucking joke. I hate it. I swear to God, I have like serious trauma from like not actually, but like kind of, to be honest, not on like a big scale because of the way that flights would be delayed or canceled. And oh my God, I just can't even. So if you can avoid flying into New York, always do, or make sure that you're flying at a time where there is like no bad weather or fly to JFK. JFK seems to get way less delays on LaGuardia because of the placement of it. Anyway, like where the airport is. Anyway, point being is those little moments are normal. They're human. But it, being a constant state or a state of you, of like it being normal for you, of like the constant anxiety, like it's just your normal day to day, that is not normal. These little, you know, moments in time, whatever, we're human. But everything else is something that you get to address and fix because being in this constant state of misalignment or out of homeostasis, out of what your equilibrium is, is so common and it's not normal and you owe yourself more, you owe your future more, you owe your kids more, you owe owe your relationship or your future relationship more and you have to be the one motivated 
and you have to be the one that desires to heal, fix, and upgrade all of this. Okay. So with that, I have to run, but with that, um, make sure that you have booked your ticket to my event in Melbourne. If you haven't already, I'm so excited for those of you that are coming. It's going to be the biggest event that we've had yet. And it's going to be fucking amazing. Um, also if you can't come to the event or if you want to do this as well, because the two are very different and they complement each other very, very well, make sure that you have filled in your form for Queen Alchemy 11 and locked in your space already. If you haven't remember that the extended payment plans are only available now, they will expire, uh, at the end of November, beginning of December. Um, and then we only have the split payment or the pay in full option. So if you know you need the payment plan, you need to make sure that you sign up now. And then you will also get access to the portal early as well. So all the details for all of that stuff that you guys need is below. Do not forget that I also have some amazing meditations and audio tracks that will keep you pumped up, vibing, and feeling amazing on my website that you guys can get too. Anything else that you need from me, let me know. Make sure that you're on the wait list for the embodiment of dating and be a love and not a mother so that you can ensure that you are in tip-top shape with your dating, with your polarity, and with understanding men so that you are as happy as a pig in mud.